Hey there, Filled With Messages friends. Thanks for joining me today. One of the weirdest things about these strange days in which we are living is how bizarrely time moves. For instance, this is about the halfway mark through our summer. How is it possible that half of the hazy, lazy days of the season have passed? At the same time, it feels like Memorial Day was about 100 years ago. I feel like I'm living in some sort of time warp. Maybe your pandemic time warp feels like you're stuck in the movie Groundhog's Day. It's the same day, on repeat, and you wonder if and how you'll ever get out of it. Since the movie was filmed not far from where I am in Woodstock, Illinois, maybe I've somehow been trapped in a parallel dimension. Don't worry. I'll lay off the sci-fi references for the rest of this message. Whether time is flying or dragging or repetitive, it can be hard to find the good in life when we feel out of sorts, when it feels like we're reliving the same day for months, when there's all kinds of stress and trouble and uncertainty surrounding us. One of the ways we can turn a weird or even bad summer into at least an okay one is by looking for contrast in the sameness we are experiencing day after day after day. We can learn to do this by exploring how God made this world through joyful play. Hear these words from Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 through 5 and 26 through 27. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. Then God said, let us make humankind in our image, in our likeness so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created humankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Will you pray with me? God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable to you, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. The first class I took in seminary was Hebrew 1. And one of the first things we had to do was memorize the first verses of Genesis 1 in Hebrew. It's been a long time since seminary, so I'm going to save you from my butchering the beauty of these words in its original language. But one of the things we miss when we're reading this text in English that's harder to miss in Hebrew is the playful dance of this text. We often get stuck as we try to read it literally, to make the science match the theology. Expert hint, it's not designed to work that way, so it's never going to work that way. But when you read it in its original language, all the mystery, the delightfulness that is the real intent of the passage comes out. What we are supposed to experience when we read about how our amazing loving, creative God created this world so amazingly, lovingly, and creatively is the wonder, the goodness, the joy that God experienced when he made this place, which we call home, and that we get to experience by living here. 
Perhaps the poet James Weldon Johnson helps us capture some of the magic of Genesis 1 in his poem, The Creation, which is his imaginative retelling of this text. As far as the eye of God could see, darkness covered everything. Blacker than a hundred midnights down a cypress swamp. Then God smiled, and the light broke, and the darkness rolled up on one side, and the light stood shining on the other, and God said, that's good. Then God reached out and took the light in his hands, and God rolled the light around in his hands until he made the sun And he set that sun ablazing in the heavens and the light that was left from making the sun. God gathered it up in a shining ball and flung it against the darkness, spangling the night with the moon and stars. Then down between the darkness and the light, he hurled the world and God said, that's good. Then God himself stepped down and the sun was on his right hand and the moon on his left. The stars were clustered about his head and the earth was under his feet and God walked and where he trod, his footsteps hollowed the valleys out and bulged the mountains up. Then he stopped and looked and saw that the earth was hot and barren. So God stepped over the edge of the world and he spat out the seven seas. He batted his eyes and the lightnings flashed. He clapped his hands and the thunders rolled and the waters above the earth came down. The cooling waters came down. Then the green grass sprouted and the little red flowers blossomed. The pine trees pointed his finger to the sky and the oaks spread out his arms. The lakes cuddled down into the hollows of the ground and the rivers ran down to the sea and God smiled again and the rainbow appeared and curled itself around his shoulder. I encourage you to read this delight poem in its entirety later today or maybe even every day this week. There are two ideas which come out both in Mr. Johnson's poem and in Genesis 1 that can help us find the goodness in our lives, even in the midst of a pandemic, even if it feels like we're living in a time warp. Firstly, God created this world with joyful play. Mr. Johnson has God smiling and playing baseball with light has rainbows curling themselves around God's shoulders and lakes cuddling into the ground. Genesis 1 also contains the sense of playful joy. In the original text, several of the words rhyme. The Holy Spirit is often translated to have hovered over the face of the dark earth before it had shape or form. But just as accurately, the word could be translated danced or fluttered or shimmied. Close your eyes for a moment and imagine the Holy Spirit shimmering over the face of the formless and void earth. For some reason, in my mind, she's wearing Carmen Miranda's Tutti Frutti hat as she does so. We also see the playful joy with which God created this world by looking around us. God could have created this world in white and black and gray. Instead, our God created a technicolor dream world. 
God could have created a few stars and moons. Instead, God created galaxies upon galaxies upon galaxies. God could have filled the oceans with a few type of fish. Instead, God said, let the waters swarm with living things, great sea animals and tiny living things that swarm in the waters. It's in this playful joy that we see a second idea emerging. God created contrast out of sameness. Perhaps we see this more clearly in Mr. Johnson's poem. God reached out and took the light in his hands, and God rolled the light around in his hands until he made the sun. And the light that was left from making the sun, God gathered it up in a shining ball and flung it against the darkness, spangling the night with the moon and stars. God took one thing, light, and out of its sameness created the contrast that is the sun, moon, and stars. It's not just from light that God creates contrast out of sameness. It's in every aspect of creation. For instance, God said, let the earth grow plant life. Plants yielding seeds and fruit trees bearing fruit with seeds inside it, each according to its kind throughout the earth. Out of sameness, the earth comes contrast. So many different types of plants and trees. We also see God creating contrast out of sameness when he created people. The only thing God created that God deemed not just good, but very good. The first human God created didn't have gender. They were simply a being. I sometimes like to refer to them as dirt dude since they were made from the ground. It's only after God decided human beings shouldn't be alone that God created contrast out of sameness. And then there were two equal human beings. The joyful play of creation, God creating contrast out of sameness, it's all good and well, but how does it help us make this summer the most okayest summer ever? How does it help us manage the time warp in which we're currently living? How does it help us overcome Groundhog's Day Syndrome? God created us in God's image. Therefore, we are created to be like God. So when we're struggling to get through life, sometimes it helps if we take a look at the way God exists and model our lives after God's way of being. So for instance, create some joyful, playful contrast to help break up the sameness with which we are living every day. Find ways to experience contrast and give thanks to God for the diversity that comes from contrast. Perhaps to experience the contrast between darkness and light at creation, On a bright day this week, get into bed in the middle of the day. Pull the covers over your head and imagine how dark it was before God created light. Revel in the darkness. Imagine the Holy Spirit shimmying over the formless and void earth. Then, suddenly, pull the covers off your head and experience the bright light breaking into your darkness. Feel your eyes blinking to adjust. Pay attention to what you see and experience first when you go from darkness to light so suddenly. Or sit in the hot sun for a while with lots of sunscreen on, please, 
Then shimmy like the Holy Spirit through the freezing cold water of a sprinkler. You are never too old to enjoy some time dancing in a sprinkler. Stick your tongue out at your neighbors if they're looking at you funny. Or drink a sip of hot water followed by a sip of a cold, perhaps adult, beverage. Enjoy the temperature change on your tongue and as the beverage goes down your throat. If none of these ideas suit your fancy, come up with some others. There are lots of ways to experience the joy of contrast, of diversity, and doing so should help us break up some of the monotony, the sameness of our current lives. And as you joyfully play, perhaps also ask yourself, what does this world still need? God's instruction to the first humans was be, to be creative, to fill the earth with new things, to do whatever they needed to do to take care of the rest of creation. So what's missing from this world? What would you add to it? What do you think God is asking you to bring to it? Whatever comes to mind, start making a plan to bring it to life with joyful play, with delight and fascination, with love and tenderness, just as God brought you and this whole world to life. Not only will it while away some time, but it will get your creative, joyful play juices flowing, and that will probably put a big smile on your face. My friends, thanks so much for listening today. It's always a pleasure to have you with me. As you go from here, may you find lots and lots of ways to create contrast in the sameness of your life. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, from Jesus Christ, and from the Holy Spirit. See you next time, everybody. Bye-bye.